Hello, freaks, and welcome to Radical Research. Let's get into this. Let's get into this. No, I wanted to mention Blute, though, before we get further. Okay. Um, I, I took a listen to it today, uh, parts of it. Okay, I didn't listen to the whole thing. I don't have it. I went to YouTube. You know, I never do that. And I listened to parts of it. No, I really don't. I, I hardly ever listen to music on YouTube. I don't really. I know it. that. I know that. I'm just telling the listeners because I might put this in. Oh, okay. Right. Which is what she said with breaking dick and all. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, I, I listened because I thought, oh, shit, not only am I on record having reviewed Villainscroft uh, in Maniacs, but I reviewed Blute in Symposium. And I was like, what did I say? I remember kind of not liking the vocals at all. And I couldn't remember what I thought about the, about the music because the vocals are terrible. They still are, but they're kind of good in spots. And I, I will, I now have to go on record not to defend myself. I'm happy to like change an opinion and have the print sort of haunt me forever. That's fine. I don't, I don't really give a shit, but I do think Bluetooth is a little better than I'm kind of cold lake with it. I'm like, a, that's a 35% album for me, which is not great, but I don't hate it. And I don't think it's the worst thing in the world. It's not a, it's not an octagon. It's not a St. Anger. Mm. I'm like, yeah. Thoughts? Because uh, this, no, th this is an unexpected turn of opinion for me. Or no, I, I, I think it's I think it's super shitty. I haven't gone back, but like you know, I was obsessed with um, longing for death. Okay. Back then, there was no internet in Statesboro, Georgia, so information traveled more slowly. And so I just you know, and and as a teenager. I had sort of a like a you know a loping optimism about a band's progress, and I heard Blue, and it broke my heart. No, that's gonna that's gonna kill you. And I and I remember coming off of some knowledge of both of the, the albums, but <clears throat> I don't think I got into Atrocity Death Metal fully until right around this time of Blue. Uh, and this did nothing to help me with it. Like those were clearly so much better, you know. Um, yeah, like I got into Atrocity via as with so many things uh via Borovoy. yeah yeah like i just you know at, the, it, at that age you just sort of have faith that like any band is gonna gonna abide by your your sensibilities and tastes especially in 94 and, a lot of the european, yeah, european bands yeah. are evolving well by 94 in, in a good way sure um I, I, look I, I, you know i'm not gonna defend blue i'm just saying it was kind of an interesting sort of turn yeah, sure, sure, sure. or just yeah. like i couldn't remember what i thought of it i've just read so much bad about it i did get rid of it you know what i mean that's kind of telling that i got rid of that in villains croft because i why you know once i fully got into the first two they were always around like friends had them but i didn't buy them until like 96 97 and i really loved, oh yeah yeah but i was into them it was just one of those like you know you're amassing a lot you can only well yeah so yeah much. especially like you like and you were exposed to so much oh yeah well you know what sometimes you make weird decisions because i bought another german thrash bands it's a semi-technical album the first erosion album or something and i don't know if you have come across i don't even i don't even know what that is we bite records kind of more of a punk hardcore. oh I, I do i do know we bite anyway they were on that i made i made, I made some we bite mistakes yeah well that's a, that was a mistake yeah. that's what i was saying i was like i should have bought the atrocity i would have held on to that forever erosion i got rid of in like maybe within six months you know like i don't need this you know uh, cool cover voivodish cover check it out erosion i can't remember the name of the album <laughs> let's get into it
Man, how much do you love that? A lot. Let's talk about Alex Kroll right away here. Okay, um, let's do it. Neither one of us love the vocals on Longing for Death the way we love the vocals on Hallucinations. <laughs> I mean... Um, I, remember, I remember, yeah, in, in Metal Maniacs, Luke LeMay saying, I was hallucinating on Hallucinations. <laughs> and that, that, that is what Alex Kroll sounds like on this album. It's like meta-hallucinations. Yeah, and I, th- I think when he's backed up by some really bonkers music, which we'll also, of course, get into, I think the ferocity as well as the just bonkersness of his delivery uh, and, and how much it does have depth. Like he's really kind of, you know, creating curves and he's bringing it up totally and down the, down the valley into grandmother's house to use the John Cobbett, to paraphrase <laughs> John Cobbett. Any, anyway, um, but I really just like the way he sculpts his, his delivery, his stuff, his textures. You know what I'm saying? He really is yeah. a, at this point, And I think in a, in a short moment for him, he was a truly incredible vocalist, death metal, metal or otherwise. I mean, he's really good on this album. Yeah, and I mean, like, you know, I think that um, his performance on this record gives lie to the claim that you and I would make that even atonal vocals can be completely artistic and completely sensitive. You know what I mean? Very much. Yeah, I mean, like, the, the artistry is still there. Like, it's not tonal, but I mean, what he's doing has a complete artistic validity. Well, it's not tonal, but it's textural and it's sculptural. That's right, sort of the, exactly. That's the, that's the way I hear these kinds of vocals when they're done so well. Yes. Uh, and like we said, yeah, there's there's a lot of mutated death going on underneath that's probably challenging and fun to sing around. And I think the belief in his stuff, because this is one of those albums too where the vocalist wrote every lyric. It's like a loose, loose concept basically about abuse. It can be psychic. It can be you know, obviously there's drugs are a big part of that, but it's not just alcohol addiction or addiction to pills. It's like, it's abuse. And I think he's really interested in the subject, you know, psychologically, what it does to people where they're at before, during and after some type of abuse or addiction. I wanted to read these lyrics from life is a long and silent river. Then we'll get back to talking about Gorguts because we need to talk about Gorguts here too. Life is a long and silent river, truncated lyrics, quote, 10 more summers, please the land. Ten more winters numbed the landscape. She grows up shy, alone, and sad. Other kids kept away from her. Her mother was divorced long ago. No more love, only alcohol. Life is a long and silent river. End quote. The, the thing I like about that is the opening. Ten more summers pleased the land. Ten more winters numbed the landscape. When I first came across this song title years ago, right, when we were getting into this album, I thought he was probably ripping on some literature. And I looked into it, and I Googled it today as well. I can't find any root in literature that where that phrase appears. Life is a long and silent river. Right. Pretty original stuff. Very affecting to me personally. Mm. Um, my, uh, and I hope she won't, you know, mind me saying this, but you know, my mom was raised by an alcoholic mother um, oh, wow. and had the same sort of pain and absence in her childhood and her teenage years and like Kroll really he captures it in a very like not only poetic but a, a very realistic way wow you know what's interesting is that we talked about that you kind of just told me that for the first time ever uh, last weekend when I visited you in Savannah and uh I pulled out that lyric this morning and I, w- I just did not make the correlation seems uh, kind of providential <laughs> I'm sorry yeah I'm sorry if it hurt Open to no, work. no, 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 it's no, no. I mean, it, like I said, it kind of seems to have, yeah, been meant to be. There you go. So, it, yeah, and it seems like Kroll has some experience here or something. He's just right. really po- No, no, I, I think he must have. And he's poetic in the delivery of it. And I, so I think looking at Kroll immediately is, is necessary here because he, in a lot of ways, was and is the driver of this band, for better or for worse. Yeah. <laughs> boy, it gets, it gets well, well, for, for better, the, the parts that we're going to cover. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well put. Um, but Gore Guts, do you want to yeah. talk? Let's open that up. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, yeah, like, like it's kind of funny. You know, Luke LeMay is a metal visionary i mean and and in fact i mean you can still sort of trace out the ripples of obscura now 
I mean, through like through mayhem, (laughs) through Despel Omega. I mean, you're talking about like very important bands, but Luke LeMay has always been very candid about his inspirations too. Suffocation always there, but atrocity, a huge inspiration to Luke LeMay. Yep. And the early Gorgut stuff. And you did a feature on them for, from, uh, from hatred or from wisdom to hate from wisdom to hate. Yeah. Yeah. And and I know what you're referencing. Like he talked about these bands and I put a little sidebar at the end of the article Yeah, Um, and hallucinations was the one that came up where that was a little surprising only because it, you know, it didn't come up a ton at that point. And this was right. You know what? 2099. Yeah, yeah, 2001. Yeah, so this think, 19, yeah. 1990 record. We should also note it came out in 1990 on Nuclear Blast. But, you know, we were knowing that we were going to do this episode next and we were driving around in Savannah or going somewhere. And, and I think I said to you, like, it foretells the erosion of sanity for me. Sure. Yeah. What, what, it uh, does. yeah. And I think Obscura is a totally different beast. So can you hear pre Obscura in here? I can. Okay. Um, I, like, to me, this is one of the most unhinged untethered death metal records ever that first wave yeah there's nothing quite like hallucinations it just Uh, sounds completely out of control it sounds spectral it sounds otherworldly and like that's the spirit of obscura as far as i'm concerned ticks off a lot of boxes and uh it matches the album cover which we'll talk about in a little bit this is another uh snippet of a song fatal step It's like if 1990 Autopsy had the skill and wherewithal to play Leave Scars. Damn. A little bit in that realm. Dude, that's some heavy shit, man. Yeah, well, that, and, you know, the last part of that snippet. <laughs> you, know, you know, this is, this is exactly why I worshipped you for years. Until I met you. Absolutely. And, and, like, and, and watched you, like, trip over dogs bowls in my house and eat donuts with my parents and all sorts of other things and bash my <laughs> bash my thigh into your ride symbol when i was trying to alphabetize oh, oh, your oh, yeah, yeah, that, that, yeah, that whatever that's too fresh i was literally just starting to look at the a's <laughs> and uh bash talk about a bash. Cock, talk about a cock bash um God, it's a it's a it's a freaking cock bash over here thigh bash with the ride symbol i wasn't even in the a's so anyway um no it's, yeah that's too soon man too soon <laughs> Anyway, go ahead. Well, I was going to say that weird little break kind of uh, in the middle of that snippet where it's, it almost falls apart and the bass is leading the way and the falling apart. I mean, but that, that's the thing about this album is that it's never, it, it never feels secure. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And it will get into the next record that feels so confident and feels, you know, sort of technically assured of itself. Oh, yeah. But hallucinations, like, 
I mean, it, it, it's almost like this, it's like Derek Bailey playing death metal. I mean, it's just this barely held together improvisation. But if, if you listen closer, I mean, yeah, there's compositional integrity there, but like it teeters on the edge forever. Yeah, I, absolutely. And you know what it also reminds me of in that way that you're so aptly describing is early cataclysm where yeah, to, to, totally they were so totally. Cap- they were so capable yet so wild in their intentions, I think, you know, and kind of grand yep. in intentions as well, where you start to get a little messy, but it's fun. And it kind of adds to the overall chaos because this stuff is not supposed to be easy or clear. You know what I mean? You you want Absolutely. The, you want the blur, you want the harrowing experience. Uh, it's great. Uh, it's, yeah, it's, I, I I think hallucinations and mystical gates are perfect companion pieces. Yeah. So clearly, uh, maybe atrocity was bigger in Canada than we might have suspected back then. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about the cover real quick. It's homage to S. Beckett one by. H.R. Giger. Uh, it's 1968. We assume that's writer Samuel Beckett. Yes. You, you are the literary expert here. Well, I mean, on, Samuel on, on Beckett. Yeah, and, and Samuel Beckett actually figured somewhat prominently into my thesis when yeah, I was in right. grad school. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Should have read. And <laughs> yeah, like I'm trying to actually, I haven't really given a lot of thought to this. So I'm sort of on the spot right now. Oh, that to, um, you, are you talking about like the painting being by yes. a favorite artist and one that goes quite well with metal? And then, yeah. and then and, Samuel and, Beckett. Like, yeah. So Sa- Samuel Beckett was all about like, as his career went on about reduction and he kind of saw himself as an oppositional force to James Joyce, who's, power with language was so voluminous that Beckett countered with this sort of reductionist strategy and he pared down his language so much. (laughs) But this album has such a sort of, you know, maximalist approach. Right. It's hard to reconcile those two things. Well, I wonder why Giger chose Beckett as a subject for this painting because it is, it doesn't look reductionist to me, but then again, no, it doesn't at all. Uh, I see more Dali here in terms of the title of the painting versus the painting itself. And I'm sometimes left scratching my head on this one. It is. It's it's yeah. No, it's almost sort of a reaction to the subject. Interesting. Okay. What it has to do with atrocity, uh, just apart from being the album cover itself, to me, it's certainly hallucinatory, certainly surreal, which I think we get all over the place here. Sure. And, and um, Giger's so monolithic he, and, and detailed. I think he's, he, he goes so well with metal. And this is a, this is a well, <laughs> he, he, re- he really does. So well-placed Giger. Yeah. And this is Hallucinations, the song.
it's never occurred to me until this moment how influenced embryonic death must have been by atrocity. I completely hear that. I, I never heard streams of solidarity quite the same way. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you're right on. I heard something, <laughs> dude, isn't it weird? And, and that's the thing, I think, with this sort of concentrated snippet listening of hallucinations. <laughs> not, admittedly, neither one of us have, have done before. Um, right. Is, is bringing out some interesting parallels, or at least things that they announced, because they sure. announced the erosion of sanity. They announced early cataclysm in, in their own way. They, they are announcing embryonic <laughs> death here, the third demo, of course. I was hearing Peace of Time, Atheist. And, wow, yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's a link there. You're talking particularly about that squealy, circusy stuff, and that's, that's even beyond Atheist in terms of uh, what that is, you know, the, the structure. Yes. But I did hear And also that, that very asymmetrical rhythmic stuff, too. Oh, yeah, jagged. That, 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 like, yeah. yeah, 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 that sort of elliptical, almost impossible to – frame within a time signature well, I, was just, I was just thinking the same thing it's not only jagged but it, it seems to just lack time signature altogether it's sort of like this series of notes in a very long phrase that they've patterned out on, on a map right. on the wall and there you go by the way what what city were atrocity from in germany uh hamburg let me I consult, don't know. let me consult the oracle it says i have no uh, idea ludwigsburg baden-württemberg Oh, that was my second guess. <laughs> okay. All righty. All righty. Here's an interesting thing. This German band, who sound like atheists at times and uh, embryonic death, but can clearly do their own very, very special thing. This is recorded and mixed at Mora Sound in Tampa, Florida in summer 1990 by... Scott Burns. So... Tell me, tell me your thoughts on that. <laughs> that's, that's a very interesting, especially considering what we're actually hearing. Sounds nothing like a Scott Burns recording. Yeah. yeah. Nothing. No typewriter drums. No super compressed guitars. I mean, it, it literally defies all the laws of not only a Moore sound recording, but a Scott Burns recording. And, and a great point. But in this era... 1990 summer of 1990 had scott burns yet put his stamp on what his style yeah, was fair fair enough i think like colin richardson in the early days he also was kind of like not he was he was searching with the bands for what it was that was his signature yeah. i suppose you know what i mean uh and i think he's doing that here plus it's credited also as co-produced and co-mixed by atrocity it seems that that's important to atrocity maybe both parties to make that known so maybe Atrocity had more of a working knowledge in the studio or knew what they wanted that was a little different than what Scott and Morristown would usually deliver. Yeah, maybe. It's interesting to think about. I like that it's so, it's not a very German sounding album to me, if you know what I mean. Right. Yeah, I do. Is, is it to you? No. It doesn't sound, I mean, like, is there a German sound? I don't think I'm there's a German. trying to think about like Morgoth and I'm thinking about Despair. I think about most, death row. Most of it was like, more thrash oriented. Yeah, yeah. At this time, you know, dry, drier. Do you want me to bring up flesh crawl at this point? At this point, I, I don't. <laughs> I never want you to bring up thrash crawl. Oh shit! Because I was thinking that for the next episode. I dude, I literally like I am in a band that made a flesh crawl joke in a liner note. Oh, that's right. So yeah. <laughs> Okay. Right. So I, I feel uniquely qualified to <laughs> deny your flesh qual. Well, okay. I guess next episode will be a solo four hour excursion into the complete works of flesh crawl. We'll do like a tiny snippet from each song that they've ever recorded over no, their 14 no, albums. No flesh crawl. <laughs> no, no unleashed past no the second album. No tiles. <laughs> and, and no tiles. Do you remember saying that last episode? Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, all right. I don't care. We we can get rush as fuck. No tiles. <laughs> Let's get back to it. Is Hallucinations the song, maybe the weirdest song that Atrocity had ever done in this era? It probably. I, sometimes It's always stood out to me as being even, the, the, the even weirder child on this yeah. strange album. What, do you, what say we keep going? Uh, I, I say let's keep going. Do you want to get your intellect defeated? Yeah, I would love to do that. 
defeated intellect. imagine if we recorded using video just so we could see each other you know that you'd probably be reduced to a georgian swampland soup right now (laughs) knowing how much you you love this sort of thing yes (laughs) (laughs) a georgian swampland soup just you know puddle puddling your beautiful music listening room that i that i saw for the first time last weekend just sad sad sight your mom comes in it's like Hunter has been reduced by atrocities. Amazingness. <laughs> Couldn't really oh. process it any longer. That's not that sad. There could be worse ways to go. Yeah. yeah. I'd like to be killed by atrocity. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm, I'm going to die. You know what I mean? What about the Gemini album? Have you checked that out? You want to <laughs> go out to that one? No. no. How about Verk 80? Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> They're oxen or oxen. I've lost my German completely. No, let's just stick with like human or mental funeral. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. right, Fine. Or, you know, blazing the northern sky, whatever. We we need to mention, as we did at the end of last episode, that uh, a listener had suggested we cover these two albums. And weirdly, you and I had never thought of it. And I'm so glad that this guy had, had mentioned this. How in the fuck did we never think of this? I don't know. How did we not think of Oxyplagates? And we're going to do that. Well, that's in the, also true. Pretty yeah. soon. Uh, yeah. So there you go. And everybody's just turned off their device at this point when I mentioned that band. It's the episode. You no- kidding me? The episode nobody wants. <laughs> Kim Kardashian. Big Al Spencer fan. Loves this shit. Why don't we, Hunter, explore the end of Hallucinations? This is an eight-song album. We're going to listen to the final two songs snippets from them anyway hold out to the end and last temptation cool any any special words as we pass through this portal uh i'm i'm going to the bathroom Of the beer, of the beer. 
done with hallucinations yet still hallucinating so what do you think i mean where are we at here any any further thoughts on this album or the band at this point i mean it's sort of a moment in time you know what i mean it's kind of an island in their discography because i i think that longing for death is a very different album um a much more controlled much more calculated album in my mind hallucinations is sort of a you know like a singular moment in the history of death metal let's uh look at two things that only help illustrate your awesome point matthias roderer roderer i'm not sure how you'd say the last name uh sporting a watchtower shirt in mm. the in the uh inside of hallucinations he was of all the writers in the band, and to just to be clear, Crawl, Alex Crawl, the vocalist, wrote all the lyrics. The other guys wrote all the music, although Matthias here with the Watchtower shirt wrote the bulk of it, as far as I have ever understood, which is important. If you're, you're 1990, you're a German, you're playing in this crazy fucking death metal band that was quite ahead of its time, and you're wearing a Watchtower shirt. That wasn't uncommon, though, back in the day, was it? No. But if listeners will refer to our Instagram account, <laughs> they will see my daughter, oh, who will right. soon be seven, <laughs> wearing my 
watchtower shirt. Did you have it when you were that young and how did it fit? I, well, <laughs> I had it when I was in my early twenties and it fit quite well then. <laughs> doesn't right. fit I, I wasn't quite so well quite so well now i wasn't leading you that I'm, and by the way yeah well i'm doing 41 really well. Yeah. yeah well you know you're eating much better than i am right now <laughs> at this moment in your in your life I, I will admit that so uh anyway yeah kind of interesting but i, I like how how ubiquitous the watchtower shirt was back in the day it wasn't quite like dri in the thrash <laughs> and general metal world because that thing was everywhere but um, the Watchtower shirt was something you'd see. I mean, even Lars Ulrich uh, in the Justice era wore one. Sure. And, uh, other bands would too. And they would be bands far and wide that were pretty different and pretty pioneering or just interested in doing something different with their creativity. Um, yep. So. It's a beautiful thing. And the other thing I was going to mention was who the hell plays the keyboards on Last Temptation there? I'm assuming it's Crawl. It's not credited on the album version that I have, which is the original uh, CD, the Nuclear Blast CD. That's what I have. Uh, yeah, it, it's not credited, or nor is yeah. it on the Oracle. But I'm assuming it's Crawl because he plays a good bit of keyboards on the next album. Yeah. So why don't we jump to that next album? This is a track called Godless Years, While Hallucinations is Still Fresh. In oh, man. This... This the, the, dude, this this intro for me, like this intro in the intro to Vacant Planets on Human. Mm. This the, like when I lay down at night and close my <laughs> eyes. This this is what I hear. getting their heads around maybe more a slightly more concise arrangements and a little more defined patterns, but still hallucinations atrocity in the sense of it's just them. You know what I mean? It's very clear uh, that this is a, a most natural evolution, I guess. Yes, I think so. That also to me sounds more German. We were kind of puzzling what German hmm. really was for death metal in 1990 a few minutes ago. And I think that this, at least defines it where if I heard this cold, I'd be like, Hmm, something, you know, some aspects of that, that sound German. It sounds kind of that stiff there. There is the slightest tone of industrial in the sense that it's colder than hallucinations. I yeah. think more, more, yeah, more clinical, more clinical, which always to me, if you get cold and clinical in tech metal, especially this type of heaviness in tech metal, uh, it's, it also feels suffocating. Mm-hmm. Um, in a cool way, <laughs> in an oblivion nemesis right. way, you know, like in a, you're in a vacuum and you're suffocating. Um, fun stuff. Good times. 
Hey, lo- who who doesn't love suffocating? Hang loose, brother. Love it. Air so overrated, so fucking nineties. You want to fucking go to Cabo tomorrow, dude? Dude, bro, let's dude, let's just fucking Ibiza uh, this tech. We'll break some dick down in Cabo. Just fucking break this dick off, bro. Hey, is this a good time for me to like let listeners know that you didn't know what Affliction Menswear was uh, until uh, last, yeah, two I, yeah, ago? Sure. Well, I, I, I think that you just let them know that. Most people that listen to this episode probably don't wear it. If you do, we apologize. We're not trying to pigeonhole you, but I sort of doubt that most people are. Um, <laughs> when, when, when I asked you that and you didn't know what it was, I was a little surprised because I'm, I'm certainly not a fashion uh, mind or guru of any sort, but uh, I do know what Affliction Menswear is or whatever the fuck the company's called. And, I, and you go, what is it? I said, well, imagine what Guy Fieri wears. And you got it right away. You're like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the flames, the, uh, the the generic skulls, the the knives, and the you know, they don't go as far as guns usually. Uh, a lot of knives and feathers and skulls uh, and yeah. flames and and the mo- yeah, and then like you you pair it with oversized jean shorts <laughs> and flip flops. For Perfect. instance, just as off top of my head, if three guys from the Tennessee band Intruder uh, reunited tomorrow. Wow. Four of wow. them, four of the five would be wearing the affliction gear. Wow. Okay. Intruder. Okay. <laughs> I mean, how did we get here? Yeah, well, it, you know, you led us here. Sorry. So, so godless <laughs> years, <laughs> atrocity. Uh, thanks for listening. <laughs> We're going to move on. This is Defiance. And I think there's a lot to talk about uh, after we get back from yes. this. Yes. same sort of kind of like unhinged psychosis that you hear on hallucinations mm-hmm. but you hear that sort of compacted into this like weird matrix on this album i like weird and i like matrix you, you hit the nail on the head there I, that's a great uh, visual you, you're i think you're absolutely right on yeah like it, it's it's like they've taken the mania of hallucinations and they've managed to like somehow compact it into this weird little tiny space. That's interesting. I think that has a little bit to do, not a lot. I think it's mostly writing as you're saying, but I think there's a little bit of credit at least to be given there on the production because they went to Germany, you know, they stayed in Germany this time. 
Right. And a studio that I don't think has a lot of cred. I need to look at that. It's engineered and mixed by a couple German guys I've never heard of, Falk Ruber and Florian Brugge, and also Alex Kroll with <laughs> mixing. You know, it seems like a more just in-house kind of local sort of product. And, and it does feel a little more insular, if that makes any sense. Yeah, it does. It doesn't feel as sort of cosmopolitan as hallucinations, which neither sounded American nor German. It just had this otherworldly, maybe Martian, something like that. Yes. Uh, this... So, so how much do you think the production lends itself to? Well, yeah, it's a just suffocated kind of vibe. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. No, it's it's compressed. You know, it's it's sort of beaten down so, compared to the like the completely unhinged vibe of uh, hallucination. So wait a minute. Should this have been the Scott Birds Morrisound production? And maybe. Yeah, kind of sounds more like it would have been, right? It, it sounds more like Scott Burns. <laughs> very strange, very strange. Yeah, um, yeah, good point. Tripped on something weird there. We should also mention that the original release was called Todesensucht, which uh, I'm just going <laughs> to assume translates as longing for death. Never looked it up. <laughs> we don't do the research that radically here, if you know what I'm saying. You know, we try to just <laughs> keep, keep it loose and have fun. Yeah. <laughs> America. 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 <laughs> Which talk about America. Yeah, we 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 don't we don't dive into mother languages. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is Sky Turned Red. Reifert and Kelly Schaefer meeting up and devising a plan and it just doesn't work out. <laughs> Not where I thought you were going. That's, but that's, that's awesome. <laughs> Not working out, man, dude, we, we got to break the band up. <laughs> well, none, none of that would explain though. I mean, although that's an astute observation, none of that would explain <laughs> the gothic sort of organ style vocal swells. It's just like, you know, <laughs> yeah. like what that was interesting. Cause in the, in the same way that last temptation had that keyboard that, that nobody's expecting. Right. Last right. We get toward the end of the album here with sky turned red and we get this like huge booming Gothic cathedral thing. Like what yes. the hell that certainly does for better, or for worse. Again, we just have to look at the facts that does portend some things for this band. I, 
You just can't say an ounce. You can't give a a positive ounce to this band's later material. Not even. No, no, I can't. And (laughs) there's so much hostility there because there's so much that could have been done that wasn't done. Yeah. There's so much unrealized potential. Have you talked to your therapist about this? Because you sound very angry. I have angry. not. I have not. You sound I, very and, angry and I do now. get angry about this. <laughs> yes. Because I love the first two atrocity records to such a degree that I get pissed off at the rest of it. Rotten Cotton getting hot right now. God damn it. Rotten Cotton. Rotten Cotton get goddamn hot, son. Okay. So, so if I can't get you to say even a positive thing, just even how that portends future atrocity, I will say this, then I'll kind of turn it on its head. I don't love Alex Kroll's vocals on this album. It's the only aspect of the first two albums that I'm kind of a little bit about. Now, let me explain. It's a left-hand path versus clandestine kind of thing. Okay, I I see where you're going now. He's throatier. He's more barking. He's more bellowing. It's not intolerable yet. It definitely gets intolerable in much of Blue. And it ruins what even wouldn't be a great album. I can say that. I've always said that. But here... It's mostly awesome, but just that little bit of teetering on not liking aspects of it, I guess. Yeah, I know. That's all I'm saying. Okay. You like the vocals uniformly 100% throughout the song. Yeah, yeah, but I like the vocals on Clandestine a lot more than you do. Oh, that's okay. Yeah. So good point. I'm not sure if we said it, but it's this is the same. I mean, I don't don't know if I've told you this before, but Tommy Victor – made me country fried steak in a sewer <laughs> so you you did retell the dream yeah well uh, a anyway, few episodes ago so, yeah i, I yeah. highly recommend listeners checking out oh i don't know one of the last four or five where you mentioned that <laughs> sorry i'm not up on my <laughs> radical <laughs> I, I don't i don't have time to re-listen to them all the time I'm too busy listening to albums that have like anniversaries because every day there's an oh, anniversary god. oh god album. Get, hey Folks, please fuck, fuck your clickbait. Stop. Yeah, fuck, fuck your clickbait. Fuck your anniversaries. We don't care. Okay. Every record has an anniversary. Every day, many, many, many records have anniversaries. And I've also, I've also put this out there before. I'll say it again. I really God. wish we could somehow celebrate, perhaps, something a little more meaningful, which is when this was recorded, when it came into, you know into yeah, gestation but that's like yeah. that could be that could be two weeks that could be six years yeah, it, you know? yeah. so yeah. you know stop just wait for your stop. damn birth, your, your your own birthday will be coming around and that's worth celebrating people and i think that's the one get excited about it you know and tell other people yeah. about it you know you don't need to we don't need to talk about how galactic cowboys is fourth album just turned 26 you know well or whatever well yeah whatever, you know the third saigon kick record <laughs> Oh man! Yeah. Okay, now we're getting deep. Oh, well, I, yeah, I feel like you just got pretty deep. So I'm, I'm, yeah. That's what that's what oh. she said. That's what she. Yeah. Oh God, <laughs> I'm so deep. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> welcome to <laughs> research. If you've never listened to it, before, it's nobody's ever got nobody's ever gone deeper than, <laughs> than, than Galactic Cowboys. <laughs> that's what Alec Crawl says in Necropolis. <laughs> Oh, baby.
Metropolis, always a good song title for a, a metal tune, especially if it's um, Manila Road or Atrocity. Yes. Necropolis. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't do a good Mark Shelton. Do an okay one. Yeah. God rest his soul. Or whoever rest his soul. Maybe, maybe Odin. Odin rest his soul. So Necropolis, let's, uh, let's get your last word on Todes und Zucht essential early 90s tech metal you heard it from the master if you have an interest and you want to know where it comes from consult the oracle uh indeed indeed and we got to talk just a little bit about where they went here i know we've hinted at it we've joked about it but they went essentially with the same lineup i think they dropped a uh they got a new bassist for Blute and recorded an album that was quite different and um, pretty uniformly terrible vocals, but some do lean in the longing for death direction. Then they went to Velenscroft, which was uh, probably a little better just in the sense that it wasn't as bad as some of the worst parts in Blute. I mean, do you remember the song Misdirected on Blute? No. Uh, oh, you don't? I, if you like really bad music, which I know you kind of have an adoration for that sort of thing, check out Misdirected. It's the worst on Blue. Because I'm not going to convince you, apparently, that there's even an ounce of credibility to Blue. Oh, there is. Nope. But go, go ahead. I'm just going to let you off the leash. Go ahead and go right to Misdirected. You will, you will hate Blue even more. And, and Perfect. You will, you will hate post-Todes and Zoot atrocity <laughs> more. Villainscroft, and then they did this Verk 80 stuff, which was covers of some really good new wave songs uh, that shouldn't have not been touched by this band ever uh, <laughs> at any point in their evolution. Uh, I mean, right? Did you check those out? Did you listen to no, them all? No, 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 no. Well, how do you know you don't love it? Because uh, I can just imagine. You can just sense it. It's just sort of coming into your pores. Yep. Okay. <laughs> you have a really hell of a radar for this stuff. Gemini, Atlantis, I, any of those ringing bells? <laughs> not for me either, because later atrocity is, is not very good. It's atrocious if we're going <laughs> to... It is an atrocity. Make the pun that's been hanging there forever. Yep. One last word on Longing for Death. The bonus track was Archangel, which um, was an early death song that never made it to an album. And I, I suspect by 1992 when longing for death came out not a lot of people knew about it unless they were there the first time and had the cassettes of you know the the rehearsals and whatnot archangel was one of those songs written by chuck shuldener in like 1984 it had lyrics but crawl decided to write his own and it sits on longing for death as a bonus track it's a really interesting sort of hybrid of some really good lyrics by crawl because the guy's a great lyricist i mean you know he was at least on uh -huh. albums and and this sort of unknown death song. I mean, what does that say to you? Like, what, what, what did that do for you when you first got into this album, if anything? Well, it's a matter of continuity. I, but it, it, it's also sort of a farewell. Mm -hmm. You know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, this is, this is sort of the, the route. And now we're saying goodbye to it and we're going somewhere else. Yeah, no, that's, I mean, that's a fair point. I think that's a really good way to look at it. I wonder if that was on their mind then, you know, mm. before we sign off, we want to thank Gabriel Hertz from Argentina for an incredibly impassioned and, and flattering, quite frankly, flattering letter, which I read to you in Savannah. You did at, di at dinner, no less. At a, at a wonderful vegan dinner, no less that, uh, you know, we were, we were really happy for his support and the things that he said about uh, this, podcast being so personal and special to him so benjamin adler from new york city gave us 21 dollars and 12 cents recently i think that's a really smart donation to give to radical research and i was really glad to get it from benjamin who has um always had wonderful things or honest things to say about radical research and other music so i want to thank hi, him for hmm? i said hi ben yeah recent show I, lo I, I, I love ben it's yeah he's a, a good dude recent show of 2112 in yep. hard cold PayPal cash. You can find out about how to do that at radicalresearch.org. 
uh, radical research podcast at gmail.com is our email and PayPal ID. If you want to donate to whatever the fuck it is we're doing here, we appreciate you guys without you. We're just kind of enthusing into a vacuum. I feel like, um, next time for episode 58, we're going to revel in some extremely rush like passages by various artists, metal and otherwise, as with last time, we urge you to get a hold of us on the Facebook page or the Gmail address to uh, let us know what you feel is a passage that's so particularly rush that you can't escape it and we have to feature it. So uh, we will, uh, we'll sign off saying that for myself and Hunter Gunn. No, 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 no. Rotten cotton. Rotten cotton. Keep metal weird. Oh, <laughs>